It says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. It says here that we need to mortify. Now, the word mortify is a really nice word. It comes from the word, the same root as our word mortician. How many people know what a morticianer is? That's uh, the guy that takes care of the dead bodies. Uh, the word mortify means to make dead. Uh, now, this is what we're to make dead. This is some, one of the things we're to get rid of in this coming year. Pray God will help us. And that is sinful behavior. Now, you look at the, the list of things that's here. It, it tells us not to set our affection on things of the earth. And it says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. And the first one in the list is fornication. The second one is uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Now that is a list, is it not? And... Uh, we stop and we think about the things that are on this list. And it says we need to mortify, we need to get rid of sinful behavior. And every one of these sinful behaviors are in your heart and in your mind. I know I pointed backwards. Just wanted to see who's paying attention here. in your heart and in your mind. You do not go out and involve yourself in any of these activities before it's already been done numerous times up here and in here. That's why it talks about setting your affections. We, we've got to cut that bond. How many of you have ever used the crazy glue and got a little bit too much on your fingers? Ah. Isn't that terrible thing? Uh, they now have crazy glue remover. Uh, they did not have crazy glue remover the first time I did that. And uh, so what you do is you just get in there and you just <clears throat> uh, pull it apart. And uh, praise God, there wasn't blood all over the place, but uh, it was, it was uh, very painful for the next several days uh, because... That glue sets very quickly, doesn't it? And, and it loves skin. It just actually bonds that skin. It melts it and puts a little layer there. And don't try this at home. It works. Uh, let me tell you, uh, you don't want that to happen to you. you. We're to set our affection. We have to remove that. We've got to get in there and maybe even with the, the pair of pliers or something or have to go to the doctor and get it surgically separated. If you're not careful there, you're going to find that you're attached to the things of this world. Now, you can't hardly pick up a uh, newspaper, a radio broadcast, certainly not a television show, uh, any news report whatsoever that doesn't involve fornication in one way or another. You ever thought about that? I mean, it is everywhere. And we talk about 
this idea of uncleanness. We took the kids down to uh, see some of the lights last night in, in uh, Manhattan, and as we were coming back, we went down into, what was it, the 52nd or 53rd Street train station, and there was this pool of stagnant water at the bottom of the stairs. And I bet you can just guess which one of our children had to walk by and step in, in that pool of water. On, on, I mean, he just had to get into, I mean, if it's, if it's dirty and greasy and nasty and all of that, uh, Stephen has to go get in it, doesn't he? Now, how many of you already knew we were talking about Stephen, huh? Uh, I mean... That, uh, you know, as, as I was thinking about uncleanness, boy, that, I made him come home and scrub his shoes with Lysol and, and, and everything, and I, I'll tell you, I mean, it, when you talk about uncleanness, it, it's there. There's just uncleanness. There are so many unclean things. I mean, I'm a, I'm a person that likes to keep track of what's going on, and there was one of these little newspapers in the in the boxes there, and uh, it looked like, oh, this is a community newspaper. Mm -mm, it wasn't a community newspaper. Well, they had three or four articles in the front, but the rest of it was full of filthy advertising. I'm sitting here going, here I am holding this piece of trash in my hands. Uh, that's uncleanness, my friend. And then what do you do? I mean, you can't rip it up on the subway car because that's littering and they'll throw you in jail for it. And, and, and you, you just wrinkle it up and, you know, and if you stuff it in your coat, everybody thinks you're saving the good part for later when nobody's watching you. Uh, I mean, you got yourself into a mess. I mean, there is uncleanness everywhere. And, and the Bible says we got to work at getting rid of those things, mortifying them. Inordinate affection. I, I tell people who are dating couples and, and people who are preparing for marriage, I said, if you're not careful, you can fall in love with a doorknob. If you set your affection, and if you have any questions about that, I got a catalog in there where they have $150 doorknobs. Uh, you'd have to be in love with it to buy a $150 doorknob, wouldn't you? I mean, the, uh, if that's not inordinate affection, I don't know what is. Uh, but you, you can, I mean, it, it, there's, people get excited about the craziest things. They set their heart on things. And, and as we're looking at the coming year, could we watch what we set our affections on? Amen? Because if you set your affections somewhere, guess what? Your, your affections have glue in them. And if you set them down long enough, they'll bond. They'll hook up to that thing. And, the, uh, and then it says, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence. Concupiscence is a mind that is consumed. Evil concupiscence is a mind that is consumed about evil things. It is a mind that can't stop thinking about certain things. 
doesn't have to be some wicked, dirty, movie-type thing. I mean, there are people whose evil concupiscence consists of trying to be the best and number one and getting around everybody at work so that I can get that promotion and, and, and get that money and get... Oh, I mean, there's people whose mind's totally consumed with that. They can't see straight except to get ahead of the next guy. That's, that's what it's talking about. And it can be almost just as inordinate affection. It's really the next step. It's what happens. And then we get into covetousness, which is idolatry. Stop and think of how much time you spent wanting something you didn't or couldn't have this past year. That's a scary thought, isn't it? Well, if I could only stop yourself right there. Covetousness is simply wanting something you don't have. What it really comes down to is a lack of satisfaction with where God has placed you. It's accusing God of messing up. And these are the things that we have to work on if if you want this coming year to be a better year let's get rid of some things amen let's make sure that our affections are not attached to the things of this earth that our members on this earth fornication uncleanness inordinate affection evil concupiscence and covetousness which is idolatry. The Bible says, These things for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked sometime, that means before, when ye lived in them, but now ye also put off all these. Now we're going to work on things that we need to get rid of with our behavior toward others. Anger. Wouldn't 2006 be a much better year if we could just get rid of some more anger in our lives? Wrath. Malice. Malice means you just wish hurt upon another person. That's what malice is. It is hoping for someone else to get hurt. You know, that guy cuts you off in traffic. Boy, I hope he gets in a wreck. That's malice. Don't waste your time. Amen? He'll do that all on his own. He doesn't need... And you won't help him by just wishing it on him. Uh, it, it's not going to do that. And and says, blasphemy. That is an accusation. And usually this is toward God. This is an accusation of poor character or just a, a um, an assault upon the person of another. Filthy communication out of your mouth. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time explaining that one, do we? Don't pass on the dirty jokes. Don't listen to them. And then it says, Lie not one to another, seeing ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. 
the world is looking for honesty. Isn't it? Don't, don't we wish there was just such a thing as in, you could use the word honest and politician in the same sense. Wouldn't that be wonderful? But there's a lot of dishonest Christians out there. There's a lot of people who carry around their big Bible and go to church and all these good things, and yet, man, when they have the opportunity, you know, do unto others for they have a chance to do unto you. No, no, no. That's not the Bible. Amen. It says, lie not. If we could just get uh, uh, get rid of some of these things in our life and work on them. And this doesn't mean that you have to be a, uh, you know, uh, just a, a total down and outer. But as a Christian, as everyone in the room, every one of us in this room that's of age has participated in these events in one way or another in this past year. We thought about them. We did them. I mean, how many of you lost your temper last year? You know, the worst thing about losing your temper is you always find it again. Carry it with you. I mean, it's always there. The more you lose it, the, the easier it is to find and keep right with you. And, uh, and wrath and malice and just... And, and this blasphemy here is not, is not relegated to blasphemy against God, but sometimes we, we blaspheme other people. And uh, we cover it up by saying, well, you know, they've earned that title. I mean, that's, that's the kind of person they are. Uh, we've got to work on that. It's not, not the way that we ought to be. Filthy communication. Lie not one to another. Just being honest. It says that if we'll get rid of these things, guess what? We've done a great thing for the Lord. Amen. And, and this chapter goes back and forth. We're going to go right back to the beginning and work through. And we're going to, later on, we're going to talk about putting on some things. Adding some things. I mean, as we think of New Year's resolutions, sometimes our, our resolution ought to be a negative idea. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to take my affections and I, I want them attached to the things above not attached to the things on this earth. Those parts of my being as a sinful human being, we need to work on those members on the earth. Amen? And we need to put off that outward expression of all of these things that go on inside. I mean, aren't you glad that there's no such real thing as a mind-reading machine. Uh, aren't you glad there's no such thing as, as someone who can actually know what's going on in your mind except God? And that, uh, to me, that is a, just a wonderful thing. But when something's going on out here that's not going on in here, what have I done? I just lied, didn't I?
because I'm covering up. I mean, the greatest lie we tell all the time is, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. How's everything going? Oh, it's going good. Having a good day. Nobody wants to listen to complaints. So I'm just going to tell you everything's fine. And, and it may not be fine at all. Does that mean when somebody comes up, you say, how are you doing? Terrible. It's just awful. You wouldn't believe what's happening. No. What we do is we take those terrible things and we bring them to the Lord and we make sure our affection is on the things above and not on the things of this earth. And then it's not so terrible anymore. Amen? Oh me? Oh my? Amen? Maybe better finish the sermon, huh? And so we, we're as we're working with this thing, we want to take these things, and, and, and notably this part, that's why we're going to eat after this part of the message, get you all cheered up again for the last part, okay? But uh, uh, we want to uh, work on putting off these, getting rid of these things. And then, if we'll get rid of some of these things, there'll be some room in our life to add some things. We want the Lord to take away some things and to give some things in the coming year so that we can serve Him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for this time tonight. Lord, we ask Your blessings upon the food and the fellowship and uh, that's going to follow. And, and uh, Lord, that You would bring us back here and, and help us once again to focus in on Your Word. In Your name we pray. Amen. All right. Let's go on.